Welcome to the Aspiring Administrators Podcast, a podcast for ambitious teachers who are aspiring to become assistant principals. And now, here's your host, Dr. Omega W. Wilson, CEO and founder of Innovative Strategies Consulting, LLC, educational consultant, leadership coach, and breaker of glass ceilings. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast, Unshakable Faith in Uncertain Times, featuring Dr. Michelle McQueen-Williams. First, before we get started, let me introduce Dr. Michelle McQueen-Williams to you. Many of you very well may know her, and let me let you know, she is nothing short of amazing. I know this lovely lady. I've known her for several years. She's not only my sorority sister, the very best sorority in the entire world. Not only is she my sorority sister, she's my sister in Christ. She's my educational sister and Also, the amazing part of all of this, she's my mentor. So I'm going to let Dr. Michelle McQueen-Williams introduce herself. Can you share something with everybody, Dr. McQueen-Williams, about yourself? Who are you? Hey, hey, Dr. Omega Wilson. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me on your podcast. You know, I am a young girl from Richmond, Virginia, born and raised here. Went through Richmond Public Schools, graduated and went to Virginia Union, of course, where I met you when I was Miss Virginia Union over Ms. there. Miss VUU. I remember selling you some shoes when you were coming <laughs> over to Virginia Union. Anyway, that's that's a different story for that's a different, different day. Story. That's how we initially met. That's, yeah, that's a Baker. squirrel moment. That's a squirrel Baker. moment. <laughs> um, yeah, so went to Virginia Union, got my BA um, in journalism with an English minor, Ended up teaching, uh, went to VCU, got a certificate in teaching, the teaching of English, Masters of Education at VCU, taught at Highland Springs High School, the first and most wonderful place that I taught in education. Mm-hmm. Uh, then went to Henrico High School as an assistant principal, went on ahead and got my PhD from Virginia Commonwealth and mm-hmm. uh, ended up being a principal at Glen Lee Elementary School, which was the feeder school to Henrico High School, which was a great opportunity and got the wonderful pleasure to open Harvey Elementary School. Uh, It was and still is the most recent elementary school that was built in the East End. Can you imagine that was 2008? Yes. Um, And so uh, for the people in the back. Um, And then afterwards, went over to a central office in the Division of Instruction as Director of Elementary Schools. Got the call to preach around about 2008. All this happened kind of simultaneously, so I went back and got my Master's of Divinity. Mm -hmm. And I retired last year to uh, continue, uh, begin the work in ministry while still kind of keeping a dual context and working in education as an educational consultant and just... Mm -hmm recently um, was accepted into the D-Men program at Virginia Union. And so I'm a dual context, education Mm -hmm. and ministry, which I believe are synonymous one with another. That is awesome. Congratulations on your acceptance. Two-time Panther. Two-time. Three-time. Three-time, my fault. Three-time. You're right. It's great to be back home and you're adjunct professor there as well. And yeah, you know. yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. And, yeah. and at the University of Richmond. So God has been kind. He's been very kind. He's been very kind. Hence the reason we are having this conversation. Let me let you all know, if you don't know Dr. Michelle McQueen-Williams, she's somebody who you need to get to know. Follow her on social media. Do what you have to do to connect with her. 
so that you can be under her wing. I'm here to let you know. This lady, she's guided me in so many different ways since I was, I think it was 17 when we met, honestly. Yeah, 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 17 years old. We didn't know at the time. I didn't know. You said you were going away to school, but I didn't know you were coming to Virginia Union. Yeah. We were trying to find you some shoes, so you go to school. You had a nice size foot there. If I, I had a nice size foot. She had to help me with I my said, listen, shoes. I got you. Listen. Yeah, you got me, as you always do. And I'm, I'm glad that you said that because she always has me. That's why I love her dearly. She, she's my A1, as the kids say, my A1 day one. Listen, let, let me switch gears for one second. I wanted to bring you on here today because years ago, you know, I always looked to you for guidance since I was 17. Seriously, and you already know that. But years ago, we were both at central office in Henrico County. You were director of elementary schools, and I was director of high schools. And you said something to me that was mind-blowing. You've always poured into me, but the moment you said that, I wrote it down, and I have never forgotten it. (laughs) And you told me, you said, make sure you always have unshakable faith, in uncertain times. Yeah. And I had to sit down on that thing. You know, hence the reason, that's the name of this podcast, of course, Unshakable Faith in Uncertain Times. You said that to me probably in 2014, maybe. Yeah. What, what, when you said that, I mean, I know I was going through my own stuff at that time, but what did that mean to you at that time? Where did it come from? How did, how did the, the yeah. spirit drop that into your spirit? <laughs> Listen, I think it came from, uh, I think I was writing a sermon, and at that time, I think we were both going through our own personal struggles, Mm -hmm. and there were struggles in the workplace. I think there was a transition in leadership, and we were all trying to (laughs) stay above the fray. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to just keep the main thing, the main thing, Mm -hmm. which was getting out there in those schools, and it wasn't always... Things were uncertain. We didn't know which way the ship was going. And what we did know, though, is why we came there, why we were called there to do that work. I believe both of us were called out of our comfortable environs in the schoolhouse to come to Central Office so that we could help young people. And one day, I believe we were coming out of a meeting and we just... We were just kind of, I think the wind had been knocked out of us for some reason or another. I said, you know, in these times when it's uncertain, you've got to have unshakable faith. That became a sermon. And that became kind of a mantra because I remember talking to you about the fact that we serve in an audience of one. Yes, you said it. Regardless of what was going on in the educational context and then the realm things were uncertain we didn't uh, things were changing at a fast pace sometimes we didn't always agree but what we did agree on was that we had to have faith mm-hmm. to stay and to continue to push forward to do what we needed to do for young people uh, in Henrico County mm-hmm. and I believe that mantra has carried us both a mighty long way Oh, my God. It carried us a mighty long way. Not only did that mantra carry us a long way, but what you said also, Dr. McQueen, I I, I didn't forget, but you also said to me, you have to realize that you serve an audience of one. You said that to me and that that I mean, it it, it shook me to my core, you know, because a lot of times we do things to please man. 
You know, we do things to please someone else, the next person or whatever it may be, you know, but you've laid some truths on me. But, but yeah. what, I, what, what I want you to do, talk to me. You know, it's not a secret, Dr. McQueen Williams, that we're in some uncertain times right now. And I'm talking about the world at large. We're in some uncertain times and we don't know whether we're going to come in most days. I can't tell you how many people I speak to on a daily, on a regular basis who are truly going through. You think your situation is one thing and then you go talking to somebody else and you're like, my God, I'm blessed. You know, I'm really, truly blessed. But what can you say? How can you relate that phrase, unshakable faith in uncertain times? How can you apply that? What can you say to the world at large? You know, although we're going through a pandemic, we're going through racial inequality and injustices, you know, and then people are just going through life. You got wayward children. You got wayward spouses. You have just a wayward life. People are uncertain about their careers. You know, they don't know if they'll have a job. They don't know if they'll have a home, a car. What words of inspiration can you give to the world at large, not just, you know, in education, but to the world? Yeah, well, uh, uh, that's a great, great question. And you know what? I think it's our faith Mm. that grounds us Mm -hmm. when things are uncertain. You know, we've got something we can draw upon Mm -hmm. in terms of a higher power, whatever your God source is, because I always uh, think about the audience of one and think about Mm. the God source. And whatever that is, We've got to always keep in the forefront that faith is the substance of things hoped for Come on. and the evidence of things we cannot see. We hope that kids will go to school and be safe in, in this pandemic. We hope that finances will get straight. We yeah. hope that a curve will flatten in COVID and that this thing will just disappear. Mm-hmm. And we've got to have faith to believe that it will. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that, uh, and you said something earlier about worried about, you know, other people and other things, you know, and our flesh can sometimes cause us to get outside of ourselves and our thinking. We mm-hmm. overthink, mm-hmm. we overthink, we get anxiety about things many times that are out of our control. But with our faith, our faith grounds us mm-hmm. and gives us a level of consciousness that said, hey, God's got this. You know, he sees what we can't see. He saw this coming before we thought it was coming. And what lessons can I get from this? You know, we were talking just before we got on the line about um, the ingenuity that we've come up with, the time that we've spent that's quality with our families, the the new ideas, the, the health consciousness that we have come upon now because we've had to rely on our faith in these uncertain times. That's all we had. So I think uh, God's, he, he tried to get our attention. He's gotten it. And it's our faith that'll sustain us and the world uh, during this time. I'm glad you said that God tried to, he has not tried. God has gotten our attention. Like I told my pastor and my mother and my sisters the other day, anybody, this isn't to speak ill of anyone <laughs> or speak down to anyone, but anybody whose heart has not changed during this yeah. pandemic, you, you might have to just wait for him to come sit beside you. I don't know until he cracks the sky or something. Yeah. He yeah. Has certainly gotten our attention. And I like what you said to me, Dr. McQueen Williams, I think it was two weeks ago when we talked and you said something that Lord Byron told you that he wanted to hurry up and go back to church. You said he wanted to hurry up and go back to church. Yes, and you said, so. No, I believe the Lord has us at home so that we can draw closer to him. 
yeah. exhibit more of our faith. Speak to that, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what we've come to know in this virtual landscape, Dr. Wilson, is that the church is not the building. Come on. We are the church. Yeah. And folk are watching us. Mm-hmm. Um, those who are called according to his purpose, they're watching us mm. to see how we work our faith. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and if we act as if we don't believe and as if, you know, the, the sky is falling, mm-hmm. then, then we're not setting the best example for those who believe. And I, and I told Brother Byron, I said, listen, we'll get back to church when God is ready. Mm-hmm. But right now, God is trying to do some things outside of the church that should have been done. All right. Uh, while we were taking care of each other inside the church, God is doing a new thing yeah. and causing us to, to show each other more love, more kindness, listen mm-hmm. And be more attentive yeah. uh, to our fellow man. And I think that this is a lesson. God is teaching us lessons through these uncertain times. That's amazing. I love that. He's teaching us lessons. God knows I'm a witness to that. I have learned so much, you know, just about myself yeah. during this pandemic because it causes you to pause. I really think that I know, I'm not going to think, I know that. All of this is happening for a reason, whatever this is. We're in some serious trying times. Oh, yeah. Some serious trying times. And like you said. Yeah, God is trying to break off some things that at at the same time, through our faith, he's trying to break off some things that we shouldn't be holding on to in the first place. Good Lord. Mm. No, he, he wants us to let some stuff go. Mm. So that we can grab hold to him. And I know this is not a, a podcast that we want to go too far deep into this, but I believe that, you know, we're in a dual context and God is trying to get us to take hold of him and let go of some things. Wow. And in order to do that, we've got to have faith. We got to have faith. So in other words, it's time for us to truly put our faith in him and not in man and materialistic things as we have previously. Mm -hmm. You know, and notice how I said we, because I'm guilty of that myself. Now, it's not a secret. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Were you saying something? I was just thinking thinking when you said that how much money we've saved. Lord, have mercy. From not going to the mall and going out to eat and going out to da-da-da. You know what I mean? (laughs) Going out to where? Da-da-da. You know, when you you have a word, you just make up a word and say da-da-da. And and so God can get us to go and cook. That's yeah. what they said that you haven't even cooked. Right. You know, and it's causing us to spend more time with our families, you know, yeah. and, and like it's all by design, you know, and I think there, as you said, some lessons. I, I don't I don't know how much money I have saved because people know I'm a shopper. I like nice things. But I, I you know, with my businesses, I stay on the go. And I'll be the first one to tell you, I probably should have had some stock in Panera because I would eat at Panera three to five times a week. I kid you not. And I'm probably the last Mohican stand. And since the pandemic, I have not eaten from a restaurant. I, I just not, I'm not able to do it yet. You know, I'm a little squeamish anyway. Vegetarian yeah. got sensitive stomach. So I'm like, no, nah, let me just go ahead and pull this lettuce out or pull out this can of corn or whatever it's going to be, you know. But you're right. It's caused us to say it's been a plus in many, many different ways. Yeah, now, a can of corn, yeah. Whatever it is, da da da, you know. <laughs> so it's not a secret to the audience, you know, that we're both educators. Mm-hmm. We're rooted in education. And that's the hot topic. Like I told someone when I was talking to them the other day, I'm a life coach as well. So it's not always about education, but it is always about education in our minds. And I told somebody that the topic of the hour 
in everybody's conversation should be about education. You know, if you don't have children who are going back to school, you, you might have a neighbor who has children who are going back to school, or you very well may have a family member who's going back to school. And I'm not just talking about pre-K through 12. I'm talking about post-secondary, doctor level, whatever it may be. You yeah. know, so what I would ask Dr. McQueen is, can you speak to the educators and administration? I want to start with, let me, let, me, let me back up and start with the students, okay? What encouraging words can you say to the students? And I'll even go further than just, you know, in mass, but the class of 2020, we haven't forgotten you. You are yeah. not forgotten. I don't want you to think either because you, you didn't walk across the stage in June and because, you know, you don't have this big send off in August. You have not been forgotten, but speak to the students, if you will, yeah. Dr. McQueen Williams. What can you, what encouraging words do you have? Well, I'll, I'll say this. I think the class of 2020 showed us how to do it. Mm-hmm. I think they showed us the level of resiliency mm-hmm. that they had. And I think they showed those who come behind them mm-hmm. um, what resiliency looks like. Mm-hmm. And what I will say to the young people is that you've got this. You probably know more about online mm-hmm. than, than the adults know about online teaching, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think our young people are resilient. Mm-hmm. I think they have a thirst for knowledge. Mm-hmm. I think they want to be engaged. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we do those things, mm-hmm. um, they'll be inspired to learn, no matter what the platform. I always say, you know, it's not the tool, it's the teaching. Mm-hmm. And, our, and our kids are so smart, so capable. And I think that sometimes done in a, a disservice yeah, by believing that they can't reach higher levels, you know, and I think that if you set the bar high, they'll reach it. And so that's what I would say to the young people. Don't be afraid. You've got this. You are our future. And we need you to be at that computer, at that desktop and do what you need to do to make sure you can get an education that can carry you from here to eternity. So speaking of carrying, I think you're exactly right. They have carried us. They've carried the world. They've carried the country. Let's be real about it. And I'm talking, I'm speaking more so about young adults as well as school age students, because young adults have done a little bit better of a job of thinking outside the box, if you will. You know, sometimes the most seasoned people, not just my age, but just seasoned people sometimes live in fear. You know, we don't know what's going to happen, you know, or whatever it may be. But the, the students, I would say, they've led by example. And who have they led? They've led the administrators. They've led educators. And speaking, hats off to senior leadership during this time in school systems. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, as I've said on my Saturday school, I hear so many people criticizing the school systems for the decisions that they've made, whether it's virtual or a modified plan or changing the plans or not doing this or not being timely enough. Listen, you all, we have not done this before. And they're doing a superior job because they're acknowledging it, first of all, you know, to bring people to the table. So if you you will, Dr. McQueen Williams, if you can speak to senior leadership, speak to the administration. Oh, yeah. Listen, educators at large, teachers, we're going to go back to school in a few weeks. You know what I would say, uh, Dr. Wilson, is that, you know, we've got the power to do anything we put our minds to do. Mm -hmm. Our teachers, uh, senior leadership, our teachers are going to take out their cues from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they, uh, you know, our families and our faculties, everybody, if, if our focus is right, 
folk will get on board, you That's know. Great. And I just really believe that sometimes, especially um, in this virtual landscape, our administrators do have fear. Yeah. They do feel powerless, mm-hmm. you know, to care for their teachers and their concerns. Mm-hmm. But they're going to take their cues from you. If mm-hmm. you say we got this, guess what? They'll believe yeah. that we got this. Mm-hmm. If you if they put on a, the, the mask of, oh, woe is me, guess what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Staffs are going to do the same thing. I think that our cultures and our climates are built by the leaders that lead the way, that mm-hmm. say, okay, that sounds like a problem. What can I do to help you? What can we do? Mm-hmm. How can we collaborate to make sure that you're able to get what you need? What professional development do I need to give you to make sure you can teach at your highest capacity and potential? Mm-hmm. So I, I would say that um, we've got this. You know, administrators have got this. They've got to believe mm-hmm. that they have it. You mm-hmm. know, and I think it's our sense of belief and the sense of belief that we pass down to our students, our staff, and our stakeholders that will make all the difference this year in the virtual landscape. I love that. The belief. It's all about mindset. It's all about mindset. Like I said the other day to someone, a lot of people believe the glass is either half empty or it's half full. Well, Mm -hmm. guess what? That glass needs to be full to the Mm -hmm. brim. It doesn't need to be halfway anything. It's all about your mindset, as you said. And then... Dr. Now I might go in my I might go in my office and put my head on the desk, but I, but you can't see that. You can't see that. <laughs> I and might I'm go like, home and cry and get nervous. And cry. But when I get to the schoolhouse, when we get to the schoolhouse, <laughs> it's game on. It's game on. You it's might have to go sit on. in your car and say, "I'll be right back. Let me go make a run." Listen, I'm leaving the like they're my kids. I'm Look. teaching like they're mine. I'm not. I'm not leaving anything. Yes. On the table. This uh-uh. is hard work. This it's is hard work. Hard work, oh, work guys the head, you know. Mm-hmm. And so if it comes from your heart and you really believe that kids can learn and teachers can teach, then get out there and do the dog. Yeah. Do it. Do it. I yeah. love it. That is so encouraging and so rewarding to hear. I mean, I would love, I would not, no disrespect to anybody. I'm glad that we're retired and I do not regret one day of retirement. I would love to be in the thick of things with you. You're not really retired anyway. I know. Semi, I'm the public semi. school system. I know. Semi. semi. Just don't have a nine to five. That's what yeah. make my own. We make our own hours. That's it's what a we beautiful love. thing. Yeah. But the, speaking of all of that, I think one of the most nervous groups of people are the parents. Understandably yeah. so. Understandably so. I probably would honestly pull my kids out. It would, it would be a fight. I don't know. I don't know. I shouldn't say that, yeah. but I don't know. Well, what, what, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I would say some some folk don't have that luxury. Yeah, yeah. They just have to have faith mm-hmm. that schools are going to take care of their children like yeah. that they are their own. Mm-hmm. And and parents have to not only expect that but demand that. Yeah. I I, I want to see buildings where kids are wearing masks if they're going in a couple yeah. days a week. I want to be on the PTA and I want to involve myself to see how I can help make sure kids have all the masks, all the PPE, any pencil, anything, you know. So this becomes a real beautiful dance, a very nice Mm -hmm. partnership. It's not us against them. It's not the parents' problem and the principal's problem or the teacher's problem. We're all in this thing together. And I think parents need to know and feel comforted by the fact that we are in this thing together. Mm-hmm. And you do have the right to be nervous. Mm-hmm. I, I would be nervous if I had a school-age child. Mm-hmm. You know, at the same time, we've got to have faith 
mm-hmm. unshakable faith, unshakable in faith. These uncertain times, and we've got to do the common sense things to make sure every child, every staff member is safe. And I believe if we do that, we'll uh, the kids will have a great year, and yeah, parents will feel comforted by that. Yes. Yes, that's what we need to send. That's the message that we need to, everybody needs to send to everybody. Calm assurance, in the words of Glenn Blackburn. Yeah, yeah. calm in the midst of chaos. Yeah. Say it again. I, I call it calm in the midst of chaos. That's a whole nother podcast. I love it. Calmness <laughs> in the midst of chaos. <laughs> Dr. McQueen, you, you have absolutely, you know, encouraged me, you've motivated me, as always. But before we finish our podcast, if you will... Speak to, I guess, the masses about mental health at this time. Um, I know that partially your background, you deal with it all of the time as a minister, you know, in in the church, in the school, in your daily walk. A lot of people, you know, are concerned about the gaps, the instructional gaps, the academic gaps that will and do exist in the school system. And as I always say, I'm not saying it, you know, lightly. Educators are magicians. We know how to sprinkle that sauce on those students to help them to close those gaps. Great educators do. Great teachers know how to do that. But the the part that is, you know, so bothersome for so many of us at this particular point in time is the mental health status for so many people, not just for students, but for faculty, for staff, for for parents, for everyone. This this whole thing can take a toll on you. You know, you've mentored me for years. And you know, the last three conversations that I've had with you, I've been where? Walking in the park as we talk for 30 minutes, an hour, whatever, because I have to, I had to switch up my regimen this year. I'm not an outside person. I don't like the heat. I'm, I'm a cold person. <laughs> You're a recluse. No. Yes, but every time I talk to you, I'm like, okay, I'm going to start walking, so let's talk. You know, because yeah. of my mental health, I got to get outside of what I was doing or what I was all about you know, and just do something different. But everybody's not that fortunate to just jump up and say, I'm going to go to a park right now and walk or walk outside or whatever. But I think you said something that was very powerful. And you said, I have to take time to get out there. Mm -hmm. And whatever self-care looks like to you, mental health is a real thing. Anxiety is a real thing. Depression is a real thing. Don't let anybody tell you that it's not. Um, But I will say this, in this landscape that we're in right now, if you don't take care of yourself, who else will? I mean, if that means I've got to step away from my computer for a few minutes, I've just got to go and take some calming breath. I've got to do some mindfulness techniques whatever. I got to play some soft music. I got to go somewhere and pray. And I might, in my place might be the bathroom, but I, you have got to take the time to step away. Now, I am not suggesting that teachers uh, shut their computers down and say, kids, I got to step away. I I need a break. But I think that you've got to take and prepare and take care of yourself before you get on there. You know, you don't want your kids, we don't want to put our baggage on them. So that means we've got to have some preventative measures. If that means we've got to take 30 minutes, get up a little earlier to do some yoga or whatever it is that makes your mind calm. I was talking to a colleague this whole week. I've been talking to folks and they've been saying, I just can't turn my mind off. Oh, God. 
Can you imagine, Mm -hmm. and maybe you can, not being able to turn your mind off Mm -hmm. uh, because so much is coming at you and so many thoughts are going through your head? Mm -hmm. I encourage you to figure it out how to shut down if that means turning everything off, the television, any music, and just getting quiet so that you might, and I got to go in, you might hear from God and he might hear from you. Sometimes it's just about the listening and just about shutting down so you can Mm -hmm. calm yourself Mm -hmm. and calm your mind, be transformed by the renewing Mm. of your mind. And so uh, that's what I'll say to mental health. Take care of yourself. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of the kids. It's just a trickle-down thing. Wow. Wow. Dr. McQueen-Williams, you have been simply amazing. Amazing. Before we end today's podcast, do you have any closing remarks or benediction? No, I'm just kidding. Any closing remarks or words of inspiration, (laughs) words of wisdom, anything that we haven't covered that you want to cover or anything you want to say at this time? You know, I'll just say... Dr. Wilson, first of all, thank you for the time. Thank you for your ingenuity, for the conversations that you're like. Sometimes people just need to talk and just need to get some stuff out. Sometimes they just need to hear something different that might change their lives for the better. I just want folks to remember that if you're in education, you're in the kid business, whether you're a parent, a teacher, a principal, we're in the kid business. And this is the time where We've all got to learn how to do things in a new way, lead in a new way, learn in a new way, love in a new way, because our profession needs us, the children, they need us more than ever. We've got to make sure their futures are solid, but we've got to believe that we've got the power to make this the best year ever for somebody's child. So. Have a great year, everybody. We love you, and God bless. God bless. That was beautiful. And and Dr. McQueen-Williams, I just want to personally thank you. I'm not going to get emotional. I'll probably cry when I hang up or when we get off here. But I I want to personally thank you for agreeing to speak from your heart today because I know that your schedule is busy, and I know that you didn't have to do it. But I want to say to the world, in front of the world, I want to thank you for leading and guiding me always as you have done. You and Mr. Parker, Mr. Bill Parker, are God sense to me and for allowing me to stand on your shoulders and lock arms with you as you have allowed me to do over the years, since what, 1984, either 1985. Yeah, 1984, yeah. Yeah. You're an amazing woman. You're a gift from God. You're an angel for me, and I truly thank God for you. You know that I don't take your advice or take you for granted or take anything you say lightly. If Dr. McQueen Williams says it, it is gospel. My mercy. Well, I love you, Omega. I always have and I always will. I know you do. And keep on doing the doggone thing. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. I will. So to the audience, we hope that we have encouraged you today. We hope that we've said something to inspire you, something to motivate you, something to help you to walk and continue to have unshakable faith during these uncertain times. And as always, like I always say at the end of my podcast, if you're looking for a mentor or a coach, contact one of us. You know, Dr. McQueen has been in the game a little bit longer than I have, of course, with education. Can you share your contact information, Dr. McQueen Williams, if someone is looking for a mentor, if someone is looking for a coach, someone is just looking, period, for someone who looks like you, who Sounds like you, somebody who can bless them like you have blessed us today. Can you share your, what's your email? How they, how right. they email is McQueen 
722 at gmail.com. Instagram, same thing, McQueen722. Twitter, the same thing. Facebook is um, Queen Williams. So hit me up. Love to help. Y'all hit her up. Hit her up. And if you're interested in talking to me further, you can email me at ISCLLC, which stands for Innovative Strategies Consulting LLC, ISCLLC.consulting at gmail.com. Um, and of course, you know, my Facebook is Omega Wilson, Twitter and Instagram, Dr. Omega Wilson. God bless you all. Thanks for tuning in today. Hey, listen, make sure you stay focused, stay strong, push and keep continue to have that unshakable faith in these uncertain times. Take care. God bless you. And we love you. Thank you.